Yeah. You can fuck, you can fuck his brains out. On that note. <laughs> that was actually perfect timing. Yeah, that was. Hey, everybody. Elise and I are anxious about getting out of a lockdown. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I booked I booked a dinner basically for every night. What? Babe, I'm fucking ready. Because oh. all my friends are like, when are you free? And I'm like, Tuesday at 5.45, I have a slot. Like, I booked Toddies. I booked Apollo. I've booked fucking, you know, a Reese's table. I've had, you know, people on like rooftops. I'm like, I'm ready. My friendship group and I have booked a, we're somewhere else. Anyway, doesn't, no one really cares when I'm going to lunch. Somewhere else. It's just so exciting yeah. for us to go. What's it called? Somewhere like bougie we were booked because there was only one that had a table. We were like, fuck it, we'll just spend the money. I think there should be a law passed that because obviously I make my own schedule so I can everyone's like oh like what are you gonna do the week I'm like babe I'm literally my agent I'm not doing anything like we're not recording the podcast and now I'm nervous and I feel a bit sick about it and I feel a bit like are we ready to get out of lockdown I'm also scared of romanticized real life a little bit you know what's not like we're not saying like, we're not saying the lockdown's fun. Oh, it's pe- it's poo. It's awful, right? So no one come no one come and say, eh. yes, and it's awful, and it's awful people who've not been able to work during this time. And But I'm scared of change. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, at least. It's been three months. I love being alone. I hate being touched. Right now, I hate being touched. Like, my bubble buddy, he and I have not had one sleepover. Actually, I had one sleepover the entire time we were doing this three months, and I every time I'm like, get the fuck home. We live like a 15-minute walk from each other, and I go home at like midnight sometimes. I just walk, and I'm like, I can't be here. I can't be touched. Get the fuck away from me. I now have a very – I have a wall of steel around me. I can't do it. I can't I can't be touched. I don't want anyone near me. Even like the, my friends hugging me makes me feel physically ill. Like, I don't want to be touched. I don't want anyone near me. I don't want to go do things. I also don't want to think that like, like we're just going to sit in a restaurant – Talking shit. Um, also, hangovers much much harder to deal with now. So much harder. So I had drinks yesterday on the roof. I think I probably had, I had a bottle of wine, and then my bubble buddy had he had one glass. So I had like basically a bottle of wine, and then I had like two beers. I'm hungover. I stopped drinking at seven o'clock last night, and what? I'm hungover. This I've had four hydrolyte ice blocks. What? I know. Also, I haven't had sex in three months since the threesome. That's the last time I had sex. I'm literally, oh my God, I feel the poor person who I'm going to fuck when I'm out of lockdown. God, I want some of my space. Also, don't come to my house. Don't come, don't come near my house. Get away. I know, I'm just like, I'm sick of people already and we're not even out of lockdown. But I think I romanticized it. I'm really scared about it. I'm also really scared about what we're going to talk about because like, what is there to talk? For the first week, the first time we see each other, all our friends, hey, how are you? Yeah, good. Been doing nothing for three months. How, oh, you just work? Work. Like my friend called me yesterday, Simon. He's like, hey, darling, gorgeous. How are you? And I was like, yeah, good. Our phone call went for three minutes. And by the end, we were like, yep, what's our catch up? For the-? Like, it was like, how are you, darling? Yeah, good. What are you doing today? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I went for a walk. Just on the way to get an acai bowl. Oh, yeah, cool. What do you do? Oh, yeah, I just went for a walk. Um, Just getting some pineapple. Oh, you know, strawberries are on sale. That conversation. I had that conversation too. <laughs> Did you know that the farmers need us to buy strawberries? <laughs> Shout out, though. The strawberries are really yummy at the moment and they're really cheap. Really cheap because no <laughs> one's buying them. You know, this is like the banana when the bananas are really expensive. It's the same thing, but it's all we have. To- we, we are literally turning to boomers because... The fruit prices. I, I had three punnets yesterday. I ate three punnets. Yummy. Yummy and then two punnets of blueberries. I'm yep. just feeling fruity. Ooh. Anyway, see, this is our conversation. This is the excitement. Literally. Anyway, I'm just feeling a bit 
a bit off center about it, but look, we'll we'll get out of it. We'll get used to it. I think it's also like okay, well, we get to go to restaurants. I want to be able to go and do fun shit. Like to be honest, going to a restaurant while exciting, while I'm very grateful. I want to go and like I don't know, go to go to Queensland and like go to the Whit Sundays or something. Like yeah. go on like a holiday. But yeah, I want to see mum. I guess. And my sister's coming home from England. <gasps> That's so exciting. When's she coming home? Well, November, but I don't think... I'm not going to put it out to the world, but I don't think she's going to go home. <gasps> I think it's going to probably go Oh. I know, but don't tell her I said that because she wants me to be positive. Okay. All right, everyone, I have some things to talk about. Elise, I'd like to discuss them with you as a nice conversation. Also, I tried to have a debate with my bubble buddy the other day, and he was like, babe, I just want to have a relaxing afternoon. Suck my clitoris. Are you fucking kidding? I was like, let me debate. Like, I love him, but like, he's so like calm, and I'm like, I miss fighting. Like, I'm and not, I don't like fighting. Like, I miss like being like having debates with my friends. I miss my fucking girlfriends when we'd scream at each other over a table about political things or not even political things. Like, maybe like, I don't know whether or not Barada is overrated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. See, I am. I'm with your bubble buddy there. I just hate every time I bring up things with my partner. I just want to be like, here's something stupid. I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, well, why did you bring it up? Let's unpack it. And I'm like, I don't want to debate anything. I just want you to say, okay. And we move on. Oh, you don't want to debate it. See, he, he likes unpacking. He loves unpacking things. He's so emotionally, he makes me feel so emotionally secure. But, We'll never date. Love him so much. We love my little buddy so much. But he's just like, I'm, he's like, Abby, I just don't, I don't want to like talk about this. Like we're in the sun. We're having a beer. Like I don't. I don't. And I'm like, but can we please like fight? Because one of his friends hasn't got the vaccine. And I was like, I think they're a selfish cunt. And he was like, hey, calm down. And I was like, no, no. I want to fight. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, babe, yeah, I don't agree with it either. He's not here. We're sitting here alone. Who are we going to fight? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll like do like a role play where you be the opposition. We'll do like a lit- we'll have a rebuttal. We'll have an opening statement. Will you like hear my cliff notes from the IGTV series I've been doing mm. that you can present to him as reasoned arguments for why he should get vaccinated? I literally did say, send him the link. Send the link right now. And he's like, babe, I really like... And I was like, no, at this point, if you haven't got an appointment, it's go, go to the pharmacy. Go to the pharmacy, get a walk-in. I don't give a fuck. He got vaccinated before me. Like, he's like fully... Va- like, he's like... It's not like he's like... Oh, but he's like, babe, I've been vaccinated for literally like four months. Like, I don't know why. You're like, freak out. Anyway, that made me think... Well, that and also Real Housewives Beverly Hills. I'm finally almost finished season 10 i'm almost up to current season they're already zooming because of covid so i drunk dm to karen huger no reply people are like oh i don't 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 text your ex i don't do that i drunk dm random housewives that i'm obsessed with like the fact that i dm karen huger i was in my in my most drunk state of my entire life literally i've ever been i drunk dm'd karen huger so anyway on real housewives there was an episode during the Brett Kavanaugh trial when Brett Kavanaugh, who was a Supreme Court judge, was accused of rape and Lisa Rinna was saying, I didn't know all the, all the women, saying good on that woman for coming out with her story must be so hard, how disgusting the way the media is treating her. Da, 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 da. Love you, Lisa Rinna, obviously. And then fucking Camille. Fucking Camille. Fuck you, Camille. Actually, yeah, keep it in. No, you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh no, we should. No, she's a Republican, and she said that they should, they should feel sorry for Brett Kavanaugh. So you know what, Camille? Fuck you. I, if it was like some bullshit reality TV drama, I wouldn't. I'd say edit it out. But keep it in. Keep it in, Elise. 
Lem, you listening? Keep Lem, it. Lem, edit note. Don't, she looks really mad, so <laughs> keep it in. Fucking, I fucking hate Camille. She is. And that really tipped me over the edge with Camille. Anyway, Kyle then goes, guys, you know, my, my mom always said we shouldn't talk about sex, politics, or religion. I hate that. I hate that saying. I said this to my bubble buddy, and he was like, that's like a saying, babe. I know it's a saying, but it's a ridiculous saying. It is. It is so so what else do you talk about? And it's like, but I don't understand why. And then I was thinking about how many people I've seen on my Instagram feed talk about quote unquote close friends they've lost because of the vaccine. I've lost no friends. You know why? Because my friends talk about sex, politics and religion and I know where they fucking stand. I, would, I didn't call in my friends and go, are you vaccinated? You know why? I knew they were vaccinated. <laughs> I didn't even need to ask them. And not because not because we talk about vaccines, because we all have similar outlooks on life. And if one of my friends, if one of my friends didn't get the vaccine, I would I would call their mother and I would say, is something wrong? with Georgie because all we talk about to keep ourselves busy is sex politics and religion so anything that happens it's major like political there's no there's not one person in my life that I'm like wow I didn't know you thought that way because I do know how they think Mm. about everything because we actually talk about shit like this we're not sitting around being like well we do be like how does work but that's not our main focus like did you see this thing in the news this week how do we feel about it let's debate about it and that brings me back to my fucking bubble buddy let me debate you. I think you need friends who are in the same realm as you and on different parts of the spectrum. And when you're quote unquote debating, it isn't to win. It's to like actually understand things like like asking genuine questions about, well, why do people feel that way? Then someone always has an answer. Like when I say my friends and I debate, it's more like we're having like aggressive discussions about things. Like we're not that. actually fighting. We're on the same team. We're mm. just being like, no, I no, nah, disagree. Like my biggest one is the word nice. Is the word nice a compliment? Yeah, true. That's a fun fight to have. It's not. But yeah, I saw this TikTok of someone being like, it was like basically I'm saying how many friends I've lost. And I was like, I, I have not lost any friends. That is, And this is a lesson to be learned, everyone. You must ask your friends how they feel about political issues. What else are you fucking talking about? I just think, yeah, if things are important to you, you should talk about them. But I also don't know what people are talking about, if not politics. I genuinely don't understand. Like, I, my brain is literally like, like short-circuiting, thinking about what people talk about if they're not talking about what's happening in the news. And therefore having conversations around what's happening in the news. Like, what are people talking about? I asked my friends in Brisbane what their meetings were about. I'm like, <laughs> what did you? And, like, obviously those things, like like normal, like, fun things are fun to talk about. But when something big happens in the media, like, you talk about political, you talk about... Yeah. Like, did you see, for example, Christian Porter going to the backbench? Yes. Right? That Perfect example. That is then a conversation that starts and then you talk about that opens up a whole realm possibilities people don't do that question mark weird anyway i just think we should always talk about sex politics and religion even if it is uncomfortable because it makes your friendship stronger and also it's more fun was that a dog did a dog just walk past was that a dog i missed it okay uh it's at this point of the podcast that we need to take a pause because a dog has just walked past sorry Go back right. to the fucking. We, oh yeah, uh, Bubble Buddy was. Bubble Buddy. Your head. Bubble Buddy was. Um. Bubble Buddy was. You know, I was. I was just. He just tells me to like calm down, have a breath, 
I think because he he's the type of person that in a conversation about politics, for example, he will ask a question genuinely to understand what is going on, like, and why I feel the way that I feel. And I've brought him around on so many topics because he asks me questions not to be like, well, how about this? He's like, okay, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to think how you think, but I need to like dissect it. But this makes me like think about things and it makes me have a deep breath and then think about what I actually want to say. And I think because my tone of voice sometimes I'll admit is a bit combative and I get like a you fucking serious, like I will lose my shit really easily. Whereas he's like, babe, like just, just you can communicate your words without getting angry. But it is like I think it is a trauma thing and like a reaction thing and not being like heard. We're very we're very sensitive in regards to the stimulus. I also want to talk about today something else. This came from a few different places. And it's all about the male gaze and also about plastic surgery. For the longest time I thought the male gaze referred to gay men. <laughs> I was oh like, God, oh, we've got male- a term for the male gaze. All oh, right, and then the female gaze, and then the non-binary gaze. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of about all this encompassing uh, thing. Talking about plastic surgery in particular, I think this this kind of train of thought has started because on TikTok, I've seen a lot of TikToks about BBLs and how dangerous BB. So it's Brazilian butt lift. I could tell Alicia's going to tell everyone what that is. <laughs> she always she recognizes my producer eyes. I'm like, turning microphone she's on, adding like, context. She's like, uh, yes, for everyone that doesn't know, <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> now I'm getting good. I know. But so I saw all these TikToks about BBLs and how. Now, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like one in three thousand people have complications or die from a BBL. Right? That's a fuck ton. That's a whole lot more than the vaccine. That's a lot of people, right? And a lot of people are getting BBLs, and people were saying. And rightfully so, that they don't think that uh, getting a BBL or getting plastic surgery of any kind is a feminist choice because you are just adhering to patriarchal standards of beauty. Agree. Do I still want a nose job? Fuck yeah, I'm going to get it after this. I'm, I'm getting a nose job. And also no one DM me saying, you don't need one. I want one. Doesn't matter. I think that that also feeds into people thinking everything has to be very black and white thinking. It's like, Mm. I can acknowledge that, you know, the reason this exists is because of the patriarchy. Totally. That doesn't mean that I'm immune to it. Exactly. Things don't exist in a vacuum. So some people on TikTok are saying um, that I've seen are saying, you know, if you get plastic surgery, you can't be a feminist. And I think that's kind of a, yeah, that's a pendulum swing from white feminism and white feminist ideal that like women can do anything we want and it doesn't very matter. Very second wave feminism sort of like. Yeah. You, you're only a feminist if you grow all your hair out and you um, mm. never shave your pussy and, you you know, nothing is about aesthetic and you're all about strength and da-da-da. It's like, yeah, yeah you yeah. can do those things if you want, but not to the exclusion of other things. It doesn't make you any less feminine if you do other things. Yes, exactly. And also it doesn't make you any less dedicated to feminist ideology if you shave your armpits. If you do or you don't, I really couldn't give a shit but these people were saying like some people were saying that it's just like straight up not you can't be feminist then some people will have like a really nuanced view of like yes it isn't a feminist choice because these beauty standards particularly when it comes to bbls where it's about body shape these beauty standards are patriarchal but we don't exist in a vacuum and you can acknowledge that something is because of a patriarchal beauty standard or because of the male gaze and also just get it done because you want to get it done if you genuinely want it done, I don't see why. Like with my nose, I've been thinking about it for literally two or three years or two years since I was on The Bachelor. 
And also for anyone that says my nose is fine, that's because I have filler. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, can you very quickly, what have you had done to your nose? Because I didn't know when you were talking on your Instagram stories about like being worried about your nose coming back or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? So I, I've gotten nose filler. So my nose, you'll notice on The Bachelor is a bit more like, it's like a hump. So I got filler because the issue with the I have with my nose is that there is a really flat surface. In between my eyes, there's usually no bridge. So usually it goes in and then my nose is usually this size anyway. But the filler makes it look like it's straight and then they put filler on the end. Then it puts the end up a bit because it was kind of like flat and then like like a hump. But anyway, I've, I've got it done. It's like... Nine hundred dollars a go usually every. Well, I haven't done this to the jungle, so that's that's probably about ten months, and it's starting starting to fade, but it's still it's still there, like compared to what it normally is. But I did it as like a trial for a nose job because I was like, I think I want a full nose job. Anyway, I am fully aware that if I existed on Mars by myself, I wouldn't think that I needed a nose job. I still work in media and I still have to look at my fucking face all the time. And this isn't like a, oh, I won't get jobs if I don't get a nose job or I won't be liked. Or I won't. This is genuinely like, I don't like having photo shoots with my nose. That's it. So my nose has already been altered. I'm therefore going to get a nose job. Then I was, when I saw these TikToks, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, am I going to get some like backlash for getting my nose job? Are people going to say that I'm not a feminist? And some people will. But at the end of the day, I'm getting this nose job because I because I want to get I want to get my fucking nose done. And would I rather be all high and mighty and on my moral high horse and then know that I did the right thing, or do I just because I want a fucking nose job get an, and then the rest of my life insecure about my nose in every photo shoot that I do, every video shoot that I do, every time I'm on TV, be insecure and, and it's not like I'm like sitting there being like crying. I'm just like just wish that nose was straight. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's. It's not. It's really not. It's not like I'm sitting there being like, oh, I can't be on TV because of it. I mean, obviously. And no one's ever commented on my nose, ever. But I just don't like it. And I think I think it's okay if I want to get it changed. And, yeah, and I've been thinking about it for two years. It isn't like a snap decision. It's like when I saw my face on The Bachelor, didn't like that nose, did I? Didn't like what was peeking out from my beak. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. But I think... I think I will get people saying that I'm not a feminist if I get plastic surgery. And to them I say, unfollow me because I really am at a point where I'm sick of people criticizing my like little things like that that I do and saying that it's anti-feminist when it's like, okay, yeah, it is. I admit that. Still want to do it. And also I think people as well, people are making, which I don't know how I feel about people on TikTok are also, I've seen like one or two videos, maybe only one video where someone's been saying about BBLs and boob jobs versus like facial plastic surgery because then it turns into like the ideal body versus like the ideal face and like is a face inherently overtly feminine or masculine versus a body making them into that hourglass shape that is like a cartoon that like classic you know what I mean like then it turns into that conversation then I'm like well where do we draw the line do we draw the line that like uh, then do we then do we stop getting our hair dyed then do we start then do we become you know anyway so this is me telling everyone I was actually I'm actually really I was really scared like because people I, I can fucking guarantee people have a have something to say about it about my own nose but once it's done once I've cracked that cartilage you can't, we can't undo it. So it's already done. I want my nose done. Also, at the end of the day, I mean, my job is to be on, well, now to host a Love Island after party. And not that they would ever tell me ever, 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 no one in TV, I think maybe back in the day, but 
not now. Like, no one would ever, no one ever even comments on how you look. Like, even when I was at the photo shoot the other day, one of the producers from the show, he was like, you look so beautiful. And I was like, that's so weird. I haven't, and like, he was being lovely, like in a dad way, like a proud dad way. He was like, you look gorgeous. And I was like, thank you. But like, you don't really hear anyone comment on your looks ever in TV. I mean, I haven't. I mean, obviously, and I'm not saying this hasn't happened ever. I'm saying I think right now at this present moment, because of all the work that has been done by people before us in television, like it's not like someone's going to be there and be like, oh, your nose doesn't look very good or like your skin looks shit today or like your hair looks shit today. Like it's just like I want to get my nose done. So I'm going to get my nose done and I'm and I'm really excited. And I also – I'm like, well, does are the injections okay? And then is the issue the risk? Because people, and that's a good point to make as well. I've been like, women are literally dying to try and adhere to a patriarchal beauty standard. Yes, with BBLs. Yes, they're so, and they get done illegally as well. They people do them like just in like hotel rooms, like injections, like it's a, it's very scary. But then I think if I'm going to like a really good surgeon in Sydney who hasn't had anyone die on his table, like, am I? I just want it done. I just want it done, Lise. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming out with my story that I want to get my nose done, and I'm sick of it. Do it. Thank you. Now I'm going to go the other way and bitch about something else that might seem hypocritical. Someone DM'd me and said that they hate their teeth or something. I don't know. Something like that. It was like their teeth or their nose or something. They were talking about like, oh, like after my breakup, I want to get a nose job. And like, I do I just have to learn to love myself? And I'm like, well, breakup aside, that's a different topic for what I'm about to go on to. But when it comes to like just learning to love yourself, I, I hate people that are like, how do we learn to love ourselves? I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can, like, give yourself affirmations every day in the mirror, but it's just saying, babe, just appreciate what you have. That doesn't fucking work. That doesn't work. Again, we still exist in a patriarchal society and we still exist with the male gaze existing. And also, if no one ever cared about their looks again, obviously, this would be ideal. That isn't going to happen. Therefore, we have to exist in society and we'll all still have insecurities that we think about all the fucking time that we need to kind of evaluate in our heads what, what is important and what is not. And it's hard just to love yourself isn't really good advice. I really don't feel like I ever, like, love myself i'm just like okay like i'm this not waking, what i'm working with yeah i'm not waking it's up in fine. the morning like i'm fucking in like a rom-com being like <laughs> i dancing in the mirror in my undies being i mean sometimes i am but like i thought it was really interesting just them asking me do i just learn to love myself and i'm honestly my answer is no like with my with my nose again i'm i can guarantee me it's some dm saying people having upset about this if you're upset about this this is how i feel and also stop <laughs> i'm really sick of people telling me that how i feel isn't correct this is how i feel about this i'm getting a nose job end of story don't don't dm me tell me that i shouldn't just unfollow me just unsubscribe i can't do it i can't handle it anymore i, I really can't handle it like i was saying my nose doesn't stop me from liking how i look i don't feel bad about myself as a whole as a person because of my nose if i did i would know that the actual issue is deeper my thing is I would like my nose to look a bit different when I'm on television and doing photo shoots. That's what I would like to do because I like I like to feel good and I would like to upset and feel fucking great every time and feel super fucking hot. Nothing to do with it now, something to do with me being like, oh, but like Sophie Monk looks like this. Nothing to do with that. It's just to do with the fact that I'm like, I haven't liked this for a while. But this person was, you know, I, I'm wondering if it's like, if you think changing this thing about yourself is going to change how you feel about yourself, you are incorrect. And I think this idea of self-love is making everyone feel less than because 
you're right, not anyone loves themselves all the time. No matter how much you think someone does, like I get asked to do interviews and the question is always like, how do we love ourselves? I don't know. I'm in fucking lockdown. I don't know. How to, I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I'm... In therapy. Yes. I'm. Why do they... Uh, and people ask me, like, how do we get confident? I don't know. Mm. Like... How am I supposed to know? People, oh, well, you're so confident. No, I just can't shut up. In interviews, I go, oh, I have amazing friends. And my mum always, like, told me that I was important growing up. Not everyone had a mum like mine. Similarly, I didn't have a father figure. So that adds to my insecurities. So it's like, what my answer is, get a new family. You know what I mean? Like, I am the way that I am. It wasn't like I, it wasn't like I was, like, sitting, like, insecure in a room one day being like, Oh my god! And like you're saying, I think we all accept ourselves to a certain degree. Some more than others. Some have more things that they are insecure about, whether it's personality-wise or how they look, or even where they are in their career. They're like everyone has different things. They're like, oh, I don't like that about myself, or like, you know, some embarrassing things in their life they've done. Fuck, I know I've got some. But I think as a whole, if you listen to this and you genuinely do, genuinely hate yourself and you're insecure, genuinely, genuinely, go to a psychologist. That's a mental health issue because that's not how people exist. But similarly, like, I think it's like, oh, how do you how do you become so confident? And it's like, well, what about me makes you think that I'm confident? People are like, oh, that you're in a bikini in your story. What do you mean? How am I so confident? How do you not take in what the trolls say? Mm, I do. Next question. Yeah, I was like, have you seen Abby's stories? She absolutely does yeah. take them in and then responds. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think as well in media, they're looking for this answer as to how to, because they want the headline of like, Abby Chatfield's five steps to confidence or something. And it's like, I don't get why. Well, I do get why that people think that I am the answer to confidence because everyone has this dialogue around me that I'm this confident person. And like, I'm not in, I'm not particularly insecure, but I just exist. And everyone's like, how do you not care what others think? I do. It's literally my entire job. I know this is so cliche, but like confidence comes from within. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know your individual circumstances. Also, like some of the best people that I know, women, best women that I know are deeply fucking insecure. I'm like, you know what you need to do? Go to therapy and deal with the childhood trauma. That's what you need to do. But that's literally often the answer. Like literally the hottest, smartest, most engaging, wonderful women that I know are deeply insecure. And it's not because they don't do affirmations in the mirror every morning. Sorry, it's actually not. It's because they have either... They have trauma of some sort, whether it's childhood trauma or they're now in the public eye and they get fucking everything they do gets picked apart, every single thing. Like, But the thing is, people say, like, oh, after all you've been through, how do you keep going? I'm like, it's literally my fucking job. I don't know what, like, what do you want me to do? Delete my Instagram. Yeah. I go to therapy once a week. This thing, I'm not saying this is an insult. I'm saying I fucking sit in therapy crying every week. Oh, did I? So, like, how am I supposed to help anyone? <laughs> like, How? How am I supposed to help any of you when my entire life gets picked apart every single fucking day? Like, imagine imagine if every time, like, if your, your fiancé, every time you, like, made a coffee was, like, wrong. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and totally. like, I don't know. I honestly don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I find it, that's very admirable. I would start replying to people with, the, I mean, my truth, which is whenever people go, like, oh, how are you so funny? Or how are you so this, that, and the other? And I was, like, I was bullied relentlessly and I learned how to make people laugh so that they wouldn't make fun of me. Like, the answer to confidence, I think, is always something really fucking cooked and people don't want to hear that. Yes, and really, and really, it's it's a, not a game of luck even. It's like a game of chance. It's like how you were brought up and something that could be one big defining factor in your life. Like, 
Like mine could have been, you know, The Bachelor, if nothing else had happened to me before, which a shit ton did. So, but also like, again, I've spoken about this as well. I'm in a weird position. People are saying, how are you okay to talk about your abortion, for example? And it's like, I didn't have the choice to speak about my abortion. I was at the time the villain on The Bachelor, people were writing articles that were complete bullshit about my life, making things up, like conflating like four stories together to make one story about how I was dating my Scottish ex-boyfriend when I was on the show and they got like three different stories mixed together. And people were trying to find things to write salacious stories. So, so I decided I'm just going to fucking post about it. That wasn't me being like... <sighs> I'm confident enough. It was like, this is going to get out anyway. And maybe if I talk about it, like everyone already hates me anyway. If I can talk about it, maybe someone who is having an abortion or has had an abortion can feel a bit better. It wasn't like a, I don't know, it's, it's the opposite. It's more like a, I'll talk about this kind of because I was pushed to by the media, even things like my antidepressants. I'm like, well, if I talk about it my, with some friends or some people, maybe it'll get out and then there'll be some shame around it in the media. Because the issue with being in the media is that unless you break a story yourself, they will do a headline, being caught, exposed, um, found out. Like, it it won't be Abby Chatfield speaks openly about her antidepressants. It'll be Abby Chatfield's ex-best friend exposes her for being on Lexapro. Do you know what I mean? It's it's always a flip. Therefore, that's why I tell everyone everything. (laughs) Not because I'm sitting here like a ball of confidence being like, you know what I'm going to do today? It's like... It's like, well, I'm going to just fucking tell you all because there's that's the reality of what my life is. But if I wasn't in the public eye, would I do stories about my abortion? No. Sorry. Like, I just wouldn't. I just, I just fucking wouldn't. Like, and not because I felt, I did feel shame about it. I did. And then I, like on the show, I begged the producers to not include that part and they didn't. I was like on the I was like on a ball on the floor of that date with Matt when we were moving house, crying, being like, I want to talk to Matt off camera and they let me. And I was like, if you include this, like I I'm leaving the fucking shop. I can't talk to him off camera, off mic about this abortion. Mm. Like so like I did have shame about it. So again, guys, I'm not sure what to tell you. I think I'm just in like a I know. I I just it's like imposter syndrome crossed with just like I'm just a bit over it. But yeah, people are asking me for advice on, you know, sex with your partner that you live with during lockdown. Never live with the partner. Live famously live alone during lockdown. Mm. What do you want me to say? I'm not a sexologist. Ask Chantel Otten. Or Georgia Grace. Go and ask them. Again, this isn't a DM, it's like an interview. And, and then the thing is, and they're saying it because like, oh my oh, I've got a vibrator and you know, like that's fine. Like, I talk I talk about sexually openly and that's fine, that's great. But like, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> you know what I mean? The sex questions aren't really their fault because I have spoken about it a lot on the podcast. People do ask advice on sex things. But I think it's just like maybe I, I think it is just I mean like a sensitive spot about lockdown and about not having like any sexual relationships. Is this the longest that you've gone without sex if that's yeah. not a rude question to ask yeah, yeah. oh except for the bachelor yeah because the bachelor was three well, months no fucking wonder you're on edge yeah it makes me want to fucking cry yeah. it makes me fucking literally want to cry i haven't had sex i'm like being like touched and then like when i've like kissed my bubble buddy sometimes he's like do you want to fuck and i'm like no because i feel weird about it yeah because you're you the crazy thing is you miss sex but also you're very touch averse at the moment and so yes. you're like I want to fuck someone, but I do not want to be touched. No, so this is the, yeah. this is the issue. Therefore, let's put the dildo on the shower wall and fuck ourselves with it. Like that's and like FaceTime fucking so easy. Been doing that a fair bit, but like, ooh, like all the time, like twice a week, three times a week with someone not in Sydney. 
See, I'm so nervous about anything that's like video or I'm so I mean I'm nervous with sex anyway, so anything that's like video or text based, I'm just like, what if they're screen recording? What if oh my I God. get hacked by ASIO? No, and- I tell him to screen record. Really? So I don't have to do it. <laughs> yes, I'm like, queen. Well, but actually someone the other day asked me this. They were like, Aren't you scared? Because I was talking about this guy that I've been sexting in the US for fucking two years. That is so long game. Babe, it How are you mean- not bored? It didn't mean to be that long. Well, I'm not bored. I am bored. Uh, I mean, with that in particular. Wait, is the secret infrequent? So it's like every now and then. Oh, yeah, once a month. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You're not relying on each other for anything else. Oh, fuck no. And it's like I'll send them – if I look hot, if I buy new laundry, I'm like thinking about your cum. Not that I've ever seen his cum or tasted his cum because he's in Los Angeles. But we started sexting before COVID and that's meant to go like a couple months later. Then COVID happened and then – so it isn't like it's like we've we've meant for this to go for this long. He didn't talk to me for like three months recently until like the other day. And I was like, are you dead? And he was like, nah, nah, nah. Thinking about putting my cum in your throat though. And I was like, cool. Vibes. Vibes. Huge vibes. Anyway, she was like, aren't you scared? I was like, oh, like I'm sexting this guy in LA for fucking two years. Like literally it's a new – he gets a nude like once a month. Like, And she was like, aren't you scared of him leaking it? And I was like, why would I be scared? Like, for what reason? Oh, no. You see my labia? Okay. True. Like, literally, like, and people are going to be like, how do you think, how are you so confident when it comes to your news getting leaked? But it's like, okay, leak my nudes. Like, literally leak my nudes. Yeah, see, that- do I look hot? <laughs> leak them. See, that, I, 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 yeah, I understand why people would ask you questions about that. <laughs> but, like, but no, but no, but what is, what is the outcome? Oh, I'd just be, I'd be deeply embarrassed. Why? I feel betrayed. I do like the thing I've seen on TikTok where women have like watermarked numbers on their nudes so they share them to people and if they get leaked, they know who leaked them. Oh, no, the person doing it is a piece of shit. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah, betrayal and dip. But I mean like about the actual nude being out there. Obviously, the person piece of shit, we cut them off there. there. That's revenge porn is the word. That's illegal in Australia. Definitely got them in parts of America. That's assume that's a shit person but i think people were like are like wouldn't you just be so and i think because i think because i'm a public figure they think that i'm like guys imagine the podcast content i get from that true can you imagine oh my like God, i didn't even have my producer hat on i know i was like imagine the podcast rant that i'd have like i would be i'd be pissed at the person i'd fucking i would out the person who did it i would lose my shit but like would i really would i really care if I looked, there is one video that I send to someone that I look back at and I'm like, God, I don't look good in that video. And that's one that I'd be annoyed at. But even then, I'm like, if you're, okay, I'm like, if you're going to leak my shit, you're a weirdo. If you're going to look at my shit, you're a weirdo. I also go to the beach topless. So like, okay, cool. So everyone at the beach has seen me topless at Burley. So that's done. So all that's left is my pussy that I've described in detail multiple times on this podcast. I don't know. I understand why people would be upset, but like with me, I genuinely was like, I don't, I think they were asking because I'm a public figure. And I'm like, I really don't, I don't think I would care. And I, I don't think it would really matter to me. But one more thing I want to talk about was this all, the whole conversation started about, uh, I've seen TikToks, you know, this TikTok trend that's like, I was the girl he didn't want. Oh, so now became. Shut couldn't up. Shut up. Now I'm the girl. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't get or something. Yeah, it's like maybe just if you want to better yourself, better yourself for yourself. For you. If you're doing it for him, it doesn't count. Oh my god, it doesn't fucking count. Nor so newsflash, everyone. He doesn't care if you're hot. There has not been one breakup in the history of the world 
where you've been dating someone, you've ended it with them or you've hurt them severely and then they've gotten slightly hotter and you've gone, wow, I fucked that up. If the person who treated you like shit doesn't feel bad simply for treating a human like shit, they aren't going to care about treating a hot human like shit. Also, you were hot the whole time. I'm sure you look marginally different. You just did your hair and got your brows done, which all the power fucking to you. But I don't see how this glob is going to change anyone's opinion. Also, some of them are slightly fat phobic in that the girls just lose weight. Mm. Which like it's great if you want to lose weight. That's great. Go for it. But don't be like, now he can't have me because I'm because I'm thinner. <sighs> like. But all the comments always called them out for that, so that's okay. But it's not, it's not like the comments like, yes, Queen, they're always like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're all, I'm, that's why when I'm on the right side of TikTok, I get stitches and people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But it's like someone to me, I someone like hurt me and someone was like, oh, one day you're going to be like at an awards show looking so hot and they're going to see you. And I was like, why the fuck would I care? They're like, but you can look so hot. I'm like, I always look hot. Like, I always look pretty much the same. Even if I'm like in like a gown TV hair and makeup versus right now. There's like a two point difference, maybe. I'm still the same person. They rejected me because I don't like me as a person, not because I wasn't hot enough. Yeah, no, if they, particularly if you've had sex with them. That's the thing with me. I'm like, they have seen my labia majora. I've like, they, they've <laughs> seen my Angle Jack's Yumbo. Yeah. Like, the, my meat wallet has been meat, observed. Like, they're not going to be. Also, I've like had a shower with them. They've seen me, they've seen me without, like, without, not that it matters, but like, they see me do my full skincare routine in the morning. They don't care if I have a bit of extra, if I have fake lashes on. Like, just to remind everyone, like, and this isn't to make you feel shit about it, but it's like, this person treated you like shit or, or didn't want to be with you for whatever reason. It has nothing to do with how you look. I can fucking guarantee they fucked you. If they fucked you, probably did. They fucked you and they wanted to be around you at a certain time. It wasn't because they didn't end things with you because they were like, you know what? If only she got her brows done. <laughs> like, guys, like fucking. And this might seem a bit harsh, but I think I'm trying to be uplifting here where it's like, it actually doesn't matter how you look. Someone's going to like you. Also, I think we want to keep in mind, as I've gotten older, I know if maybe at least you feel the same way about this. As I've gotten older, I know this is such like a late 20s thing to say, like kids, 22-year-olds. The the way you look really doesn't matter that much. Oh, yeah. Like, tr- like when it comes to particularly like romantic partners, like I'm not just saying hookups, I'm saying like someone you're dating, it really doesn't matter and no one really thinks about it. So no one's going to change their mind because you're adhering a bit more to the patriarchal beauty standard. Yeah, you can look great for yourself. Fuck yeah. If you feel better. If you feel better. But don't do it for him. It's no. like Revenge Body by Khloe Kardashian. Oh, I hate that show. I hate that show. The whole concept is dumb. Fatphobic, fucking really disgusting. After a breakup, I, you know, I tend to exercise a lot more because I'm anxious. Yeah. And I tend to you know, get my head on to make myself feel better, get more facials, like, you know, get things done for me. And will I end up looking hotter? Probably. Probably the goal. with all my facials, mm-hmm. I'll usually get one one a week. Oh, and I miss it so much. I miss that. But like, I'll get a microderm, my skin will be glowing. I'll be, you know, I'll have a little tan from going for runs every day. You know, I'll be feeling great. I'll be feeling good, looking good. If I'm doing that with the goal of making someone feel bad that they broke up with me, what's the point? My ex boyfriend and I would break up literally all the time. Ex boyfriend that I love, miss you, and <laughs> and. When we break up, when I was younger, when I was like 22, when we break up, I'd be like, oh my God, if he sees me out looking hot, like things will change. No, it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. I've literally been like, I've looked every way with him, like every hair color, every weight that I've been, you know, every fitness level, every health level, every, even like career, everything external has changed, right? Like I, you know, he's, I've known for so long. He's always wanted to fuck me. <laughs> doesn't mean he wants to be with me. Like me looking hot doesn't really mean anything. So like, no matter how hot I look, and I've stopped uploading in the past couple of years, I find it sad. <laughs> I do find I find it sad when people, particularly my friends, they'll have something end like with someone, and then they'll want to get a really hot photo to make them regret it, and they'll upload it or they'll upload stories with like a cryptic caption, and I'm like, this isn't it. This is not what we should be doing. How about we invest energy into trying to make ourselves feel better and doing things for ourselves, having fun with our friends? How about tonight, instead of spending an hour and a half taking a photo of you in the right lighting, how about we just put our phones off and have fun with our girlfriends and then tomorrow we wake up and be like, oh my God, I had such a fun night rather than being like, oh my God, did he like my photo? Did he look at my story? Also, another tip that I have for everyone out there, block them from seeing your story. Ooh, clever. Because then you don't post anything for them. That's a really good idea. Mm. I have like five people blocked from my story that I've like had crushes on throughout the years who and I looked the other day and I'm keeping them blocked because then I like I was posting things looking for their little their little circle head yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Been there. And it's like, hey, this is my fucking job. I can't be doing that. I can't be posting things for particular people to think that I'm hot. And also it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. No. So I don't want to have the stress and checking every night when I'm drunk, being like, when I'm out, being like, oh my God, like, has he watched my story of me dancing, having fun to Mamma Mia? Like, no. Or, yes, and he hasn't messaged you. Yeah. Yes, and then what? Yes. And and what's the outcome? He doesn't care. Me? Really? Anyway, what an emotional episode. Wild. All I'm saying is please just... Just don't try and get hot because you're going through a breakup for the other person. Do it for yourself to feel better about yourself. And someone else looks, I'm fucking telling you, I know it's hard to hear and it's hard to comprehend when you're younger, but I'm fucking telling you how you look really, really has a very minimal bearing. As someone who is attracted to all genders, I'm fucking telling you, like, if you have a certain vibe, that's different. It's how you feel in yourself. How you feel. Personality. Interests. How you dress. Fuck yeah. That's like, it's like alluring, you know, but it's not going to change. Like, you know, someone's attraction to you. If they're attracted to you, they're going to be attracted to you when you're at your quote, at your own quote unquote before and quote unquote after. Like they genuinely will. They Like you're still the same person. There are people that I've, no one in my life I've ever seen got quote unquote hotter and agenda and me gone, wow, I'd fuck them now. <laughs> have you? Oh no, definitely not. Even people who I have found both ways. If I found them really attractive before and they've gotten less attractive conventionally, I'm like, I still want to fuck them. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, my attachment issues never sleep. Ditto. I always want, I always want you to want me. Or they've been not as conventionally attractive and they've gotten more attractive. It's like, well, the reason why I didn't want to sleep with you before wasn't because of you being conventionally unattractive. It's because I didn't find your like vibe interesting. Like I'm your friend, but like I wasn't like, oh, like you're going to abandon me. Like I wasn't, like the attachment issues weren't activated. Like, if you look at all the people that I'm sexting right now, and yes, it is all, if you're looking at all the people that I'm sexting right now, they all look very different. And if one of them tried to look like another one, I'd be like, ew, get a grip. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I might have sex again. Anyway, guys, sorry for yelling at you all for a whole for a whole episode. Just don't ask me how to be confident. Love you. But like if you get if you get confidence from my content, that's fucking great. That makes you so happy. But I don't have a fucking playbook. I had a very weird life. 
very weird life. So I don't know what to tell you. I just have like a little nightmare fuel for you. I went on a walking date, obviously wearing COVID, locked out at the moment here in Brisbane, and all we can do is go for our silly little walks every day. Um, so I went on a walk with this guy. We had a couple of wines in the keep cups, being socially distanced. We've been on a few walks. He was quite lovely, very considerate, very sociable, very chatty. And I thought, oh, this could potentially be something out of COVID. Anyway, we went on a walk last night and everything was great. We got onto the topic of living with roommates and then sharing a bathroom. And then we got onto the topic of showers. Somehow. Is this poo related? Okay. (laughs) He has convinced himself that he can take a shower and not use any soap. Just not use any body wash at all. No, no, I've experienced this. Let's let's let them finish. To wash or clean himself. And obviously I was absolutely disgusted. I was like, so you just told me you went for a 20 kilometer run yesterday and you're telling me that you went home and rinsed yourself? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but you don't need to use soap. The water just like rinses it all away. I was like, I'm sorry, your armpits and your ball sack, no soap. And he, yep, for a good kilometre of the walk back to my apartment, tried to convince me that you don't need to use soap to take a shower. And I dead set, looked at him in the eye and I said, so theoretically, you would want me to suck your dick that you have not washed with soap for like over a week. And that's when I left the date and I don't think I'll be seeing him again. Not over a week, babes, his whole life. He's soapless. He's soap free. He's anti-soap. He's going to the soap protests. He is dedicated to a soap free lifestyle. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? I've had this before when I had sex with a guy. was basically fucked a guy, went to have a shower. I was like, hey, like, where's the soap? And he was like, oh, shit, ran to the other bathroom to get me soap from the other bathroom. And I was like, don't want to ask any questions here, but I have a feeling you don't use soap. Did he confirm that feeling? No, I didn't ask him. I was just like, I'm not. I'm. I was. I'm not. I'm not pushing this. I. I, I can't. We've been having sex for 24 hours. <laughs> We've been fucking for 24 hours. We've had sex a million times. Oh my god! Then I got a UTI the week after. Ah! Oh, I just realised. A really bad one. Like a like a really 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 bad one. I never <laughs> told him, but I was. It was really bad. It was like I get UTIs all the time, so yeah, I like drank same. like four liters of water and all the urine. But I almost went to the doctor, which is rare for me with a UTI. Usually, I can Clean handle it. Out. it. Clean it out. Rinse yeah. it out. Um, yeah. No. It not only is it disgusting. And if if they smell, also he had a very neutral smell. Didn't smell like anything, which is bizarre, isn't it? Also, I don't get. This is why men have such short showers because they just pop in and pop out. Like, how long until you know that you've you're cleansed? Like, do you? Because obviously, I get my loofah and then around. Then once the whole body wash it off, that's I'm cleansed. We're done. What did he expect it to do? Maybe he uses his towel to get rid of the layer of dirt on him. What do his towels look like? How often does he clean his towels? Because that's the only thing really that's like making a, like an exfoliating feeling on his Babe, skin. Babe, the towel, the towels. You know, like when you, if you have like, if you've had like a really like sweaty day. Or lots of sunscreen on all day and yeah, stuff. And yeah, and you like rolls and it rolls up and you can see like all the dead skin cells. And then also, can men wash their towels more frequently? Please. Someone hasn't communicated to them how to wash their towels. Like they all smell like damp. 
Get more towels. Get more, than, more than two towels. Get more fucking... Get, have six towels in your house. At, le- at, at least. least six towels. And you cannot use your bath towel for the beach. It's not allowed. Oh, my God, I'm done. That's fucked. I actually can't. I, th- I think he's the right thing. Because the thing is, it also, like, yes, we could tell him to use soap. But is is he an adult? No. Don't take that work on. Don't take the work on. No emotional labor. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for the episode. Sorry for yelling at you all. I swear it wasn't personal. Just going through a lot at the moment. We're out of lockdown in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> See you at Toddy's.